run if you will, but I came here to stay. Amen. OPBC Online, a ministry of Old Pass Baptist Church in Northfield, Minnesota, and we are live here. It is 2.13 p.m. Central Time, and I am here in my concrete cave, and I just did an interview with a group. Oh, huh. Let's see. I don't remember what it's called. Online, online, excuse me, online edition something. News media. And the, I, I'm pretty sure it was a lady. I'm not trying to be rude. Her, her name was Andy. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I think she said she was bisexual. Uh, and she was upfront about that. Said she was bisexual. Said she's left-leaning, but not a liberal. And I, and I said, okay, because I just want to be upfront with you about it. I said, okay, I'll talk to you. That's fine. And she said she wasn't going to ask me any gotcha questions. And I, I think she kept her word about that. I, I think she, she didn't try to, I, I think she kept her word about that. I, I do. I, I think she did. I, I, I didn't, I, I think she kept her word about that for the most part. That, that was fine. I mean, we, she thought I was getting heated and I was like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> She's like, do you need, do you need to calm down? Do you need, do you need to uh, calm down for a few minutes? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm like, this is just me. What are you talking about? <laughs> What do you mean? This is just, this is me on a, anyway, but, uh, so I laughed about that anyway, but so she asked me a bunch of questions and I answered her. She said I was trying to talk over her and I really wasn't. I was just trying to answer her questions, but so we kind of talked over each other a few times, I think. And I recorded it for quality assurance. And she did promise me, she said, I will not edit it, number one, because I hate editing. Number two, she said, I won't edit it because I'll be honest about everything. I'll just leave it there. And she tried to equate anger. She said, well, you know, they perceive, people perceive that you're angry. So if you're not supposed to hang out with sodomites, or she called them homosexuals, then, you know, but you're an angry man. Well, the Bible talks about an angry man. I said, well, I'm not angry when I go out there and preach. I'm not angry. I said, and then later I said, well, I do have a holy anger that the Bible talks about. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. There's a holy anger against sin, but it's not violent. I'm not, I'm not violent with anyone. They've been violent with me, and she tried to equate words being violent. And I said, that's not violence. And violence is physical, you know, in that sense. So, and I was like, that's not, I said, I don't, I, the Bible says to love my enemies. I don't, I don't hate them. I'm not. I'm not angry with them. I'm angry at sin. I said, I get angry at my own sin. 
you know, that's there's a difference in being angry at sin. A righteous anger, right? And a sinful one that's abusive towards others. I'm not abusive to them. So that's where we we didn't agree. And I said, look, we're not going to agree. I We have two different spirits. But I thought it was interesting. At the end of the conversation we were having, I said, look, she said... I, she asked me, when did you start getting really involved with preaching on this or talking? About, I said, well, probably back in the Obama administration with Obama's gay manifesto and everything else that was going on. The push in the schools, Obama's push. So she said, well, do you know that the, I forget what the brothers were called. That these brothers, they they were involved in manipulating the uh, the media and everything. And I said, "Look, let me be clear. I'm not a I'm not a Trumpster. I'm not a right wing Trumpster." And she was like, "Whoa! Well, I'm glad to hear that." I said, "No, I believe Trump's a devil. I believe he's an antichrist. I'm not a Trumpster." And I said, "I don't believe in the right left paradigm." And she's like, "Whoa!" You know she. She couldn't believe that I understood that. She was a little shocked at that. I said, look, I don't believe in the Hegelian dialectic either. I see it. I don't follow that stuff. I do believe there's rich, wealthy people that rule the world and 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 do all these other things. And she was like, well, she goes, I just want everybody to realize that the government is blanking us over. And I said, I agree. They are. And I said, they push a a Marxism versus a fascism. And she was like, yeah, that's right. I said, I know. Something like that. And we ended it that way. That's how we ended it. As peaceful as could be. We're not going to agree. You know, I I told her very plainly that they must repent and believe the gospel. And she said, well, has your church really grown a lot from this? And I was like, that's not the point. But she says, well, has it? I said, yeah, it has. But that's not the point. Number one, it's obedience. Right? Number one, it's obedience to the Lord. And number two, it's to see men get saved. Every man has the potential to be saved as we preach the gospel, but they must repent and believe the gospel. They have to be saved. They have to be forgiven of their sins. She said, well, do you, do you, do you forgive me then? So you can, I said, you've never done anything to me. You don't need my forgiveness. You need the Lord's forgiveness. You've got to be forgiven of your sins by the Lord. It's the Lord. She asked me what my favorite, one of my favorite Bible um, stories was. And I said, well, probably the prodigal son. Because he was wrong and he was in sin and he turned and, and he repented 
and he went back to his father's house. And there's forgiveness for anyone that will repent and believe the gospel. And I and one of the points that she made with that, she said, "Well, okay, but you won't you won't hang out with with homosexuals and transgenders." I said, "No, because the Bible says evil communication corrupts good manners." I said, "I don't hang out with drunks either. I don't hang out with fornicators." I said, if somebody's in our church and they're living in sin and they don't want to get right with God, then guess what's going to happen to them? They're going to be disciplined out if they don't get right with God. I don't hang out with them either. So, that's how we left it. We'll see what happens, right? But anyway, I gave him the truth. And I said, well, you'll probably twist it up or something. And she said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm honest. I won't do that. I said, okay, that's fine. I told her I'm consistent, though. It's not just homosexuals. and uh, the... I, don't, I don't fellowship with my brother because he lives in sin. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So I just kept going back to the Bible, and she said, well, you keep going to the Bible. And at first they like to appeal to the Bible to find some contradiction. And then they tell you in the next word, they tell you, well, the Bible's not reliable. The Roman Catholic Church perverted the Bible. I said, not the King James Bible. She said, oh, yeah, that was, that was the, the, the Roman Catholic Church had their mitts on the King. I said, no, they didn't. I said, I could, I could talk to you about that. I said, I could talk to you about the critical text. I could talk to you about, West, or, uh, about Origins critical text that the Roman Catholic Church used. then she got off of that we didn't stay on that we just went another direction anyway so i mean it got heated she got a little upset with me but she kept her composure pretty well i think we didn't really like bash each other and you know Turn it into a free-for-all. I just told the truth. And she's like, well, I don't have to go back to a book. It's what I believe in this and that. And what I said, yeah, you're your own God, but the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. She goes, there you use shame. You see, you use shame and negativity. Well, I said, there you have to use some shame. People get right when they're ashamed of what they've done. And they look at it and they reflect on it. So, that was that interview. 
I guess that was a warm-up for this broadcast. So we'll see what the final production is of the interview. And she was cussing a lot, so she doesn't have the same standards as we do about things like that. Obviously, she's lost. She's not a Christian. She said she's not a Christian. Then she said her dad was a pastor and she liked the Bible. She said she liked the book of Ephesians and all this stuff. And then when I started giving her Bible, she didn't like the Bible. But anyway, that's the way it goes. That's the way it went. That's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way the old ball bounces. All the above. And I made sure she understand that. We don't believe in violence. We don't believe in harming anyone. So. That's the way. I, you know, I mean, they. It's always going to be painted that if you speak up against something that, oh, you're violent. You could have your own opinion. You keep it to yourself, but they can flaunt everything they believe. Right? I said, well, you just want me to be quiet. I said, you all just want me to be quiet and not say anything and, and, and let you all cut the genitals off of children and, and give them, you know, drugs and everything else. I said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to be quiet. So, there you go. That's how, that's how it went. But hey, I wasn't going to run from it. I, I'll talk to him. I'll have a conversation with him. But of course, I'm going to take it back to the Bible. I have to. That's my authority for what I do. So, that was interesting. Very, very interesting, say the least. But to me, it's kind of like street preaching. The interview part was kind of, it's just like street preaching. Deal with people on the streets, same conversations. So, but we'll see. I hope it was fair. I, or I hope it'll be fair when it's put on. It's, I, I can't know that, but either way, I'm not ashamed of anything I said. So, because I don't hate them anyway. I, I want to see them get saved. The Bible says to love your enemies. Well, and then on the broadcast, she used the she used the word fag. I mean, not on the broadcast, on the interview. Just oops, I just I just dropped the f word. But she used it. 
I didn't. I just sat there and listened to her. So, anyway, that's the way. That's the way it went. So, what you do this morning? <laughs> That's funny. Ha! <laughs> well. Now, I guess we'll have to get into this. By the way, how's everybody doing out there? There's 97 people on here. Okay. Hope you're all doing good. Oh, now we're going down. We made some people mad. Now we're going to get into this. Oops, wrong button. So, just to backtrack a little bit. On Sunday, there I was, minding my own business. Well, not quite. That's <laughs> there I was. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, so on Sunday afternoon, on Sunday afternoon, we were there. We went down because they had a gay games thing, an LGBTQ games day. Okay? So we went down there and preached on the corner there, put our banners up. And preached. Okay. And with that, I thought it was going to be over. I just thought, okay, so it's done now. We went. Not that many people were there. Going to be kind of calm. Right? Wrong. That's not what happened at all. Somebody went to the Owatonna Press, People's Press. Oh, I called it the... Oh, I should have changed the name of this. Let me go into that. I'm going to do that. Hang on a second. 
people's There we go. So I went in there, or we preached there, and then Monday, somebody posts this on my Facebook page. Look. Somebody reported to the Owatonna People's Press about OPBC. Now, that's interesting. You would have thought before before the Owatonna People's Press ran that article that they would have contacted us for a quote, asked us our take, right? You would have thought they would have asked us. But guess what? Nobody contacted me from the Owatonna People's Press. I thought they would get a quote from me and say, hey, what? Well, what does Pastor Cooley think about this? What is, you know, what's your, what, what would you like to say about that? But of course not. Colton Kemp didn't. Contact me. Well, let me just say this. An open, an open, Colton, are you a coward? You're a journalist. Why didn't you contact me before you ran this? Do you have an agenda or are you a journalist? Because a journalist would contact both sides. But instead, he's too cowardly to contact me. So let me say, why are you such a coward? I thought you were a news organization. The Owatonna People's Press? They don't have the decency to contact somebody else? That you're you're listing this, you do this article, and you're a newspaper, and you don't bother to even contact us and, and ask us questions? Ask me questions and let me answer. I wonder if I bring it, Colton. I wonder if I bring a story to you about this, if you're going to post mine like you did theirs. I guess we'll find out because I'm going to contact you. Because you ran this and didn't even ask. You didn't even you didn't even ask our position, what we believed about any of these things. 
This is not journalism. It's not reporting. Journalists ask questions and gather facts. So, I guess you're not into journalism. So, we're going to read this. And then I'm going to then I we're going to read this. Right? And then we will dissect what the Episcopalian apostate minister, the LGBTQ minister of hell, the lying fake black. It says he knows the Bible better than me. Which Bible's that, Ace? Which one is that? Which Bible is that? Right? Which Bible is it? Not sure about that, are you? Wonder which Bible he knows better. Guess we'll find out, won't we? He might know the corruption of the scriptures, right? The West Cotton Hort, the Origin Bibles, the Titchendorf manuscripts, right? Okay, so here we go. The article is families report feeling intimidated by anti-LGBTQ church protest in Owatonna. As Lucille Larson walked with her son under a rainbow archway into Owatonna Middle School, she said the family was intimidated by a group of protesters led by a a known anti-LGBTQ plus plus minus to the fourth power squared pastor of Northfield. Larson is the community outreach coordinator for Rainbow Tana, a local group with the simple mission of celebrating the LGBTQIA community in Owatonna. Right? Ah. You mean recruiting? Celebrating or recruiting? They're recruiters. The group organizes events like Sunday's First Family and Friends Game Day and last summer's Owatonna Pride, which were both visited by activists of Old Paz Baptist Church. Now, let me be clear. 
I am not an activist. I am a pastor. I am a preacher of the gospel. So that's the first mistake in this article to call me an activist. I'm not an activist. Right? Mark 16, 15 says, and go ye in, he said to them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I'm a preacher. I do the work. I'll show you what the scriptures say. Second Timothy 4, 5. Actually, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Right? I'm making full proof of my ministry. I'm doing the work of an evangelist. Okay? I'm doing the work of an evangelist. I'm not Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, Alex Jones, men that have no principles, that are hucksters for the federal government and for the right-left paradigm. We follow the scriptures. We preach the Bible. We don't preach political activism. I didn't go out there and preach political activism. I'm not a Trumpster. I don't preach political activism. I don't preach join the right and, and vote for Trump or vote for this guy or vote for that guy. Get out there and rock the vote. No. I believe they're all corrupt. I believe they're all wicked. Our church is not a 501c3. Our church is not a nonprofit organization. We have no tax identification number. We are a spiritual entity, not a legal entity. We ask nothing from the federal government or the state government for our church. I'm not out endorsing candidates. So there's a so here's the difference. Let's get it straight. So Mr. Colton understands.
Mr. Colton ought to understand that we are not political activists. If you want to call me an activist, you can call me a biblical activist. Because I'm not, a, I'm not a hearer of the word only, I'm a doer of the word. So if that sense, you can call me a biblical activist. I'm not a political activist. I'm not a protester. Let me be clear. We're not political protesters. We're preachers. I'm not a political protester. I'm a preacher. I think these politicians will sell you down the river in a minute and do and have and will again. I'm not shucking for the Republican Party. I'm not shucking for the for the the Masonic order. I'm not I'm not shucking for the Jesuit order. So they, they're protesters. No, not a protester. I'm a preacher. In fact, I'm a preacher that the Bible says, go on down to the valley of slaughter. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that shall no more be called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter, for they shall bury in Tophet till there be no place. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, this place shall be no more called the Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. He told them, go on down there and preach. Go on down there and give them the words that I command you to preach. You should put on there when you say anti-LGBTQ, you should put on there anti-fornication, anti-drunk, anti-pornography, anti-living in sin and wickedness and debauchery. You should add that. anti-extortioner, anti-drunkard. Right? Add those things. It's 
says both visited by the activists of Old Paz Baptist Church. Rainbow Tana chair Nathan Black recognizes the group that he described as Jason Cooley and his band of misfits. So Nathan Black, who's the Episcopalian phony preacher... And he calls the men of Old Pass Baptist Church a band of misfits. That's kind of funny, though. Because years ago, I preached a sermon. Here it is. 2014, 10 years ago, I preached a sermon called God is Gathering His Misfits for War. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there it is, huh? Isn't that funny? There you go. I'll never forget that sermon. I wrote that on an airplane. When I was flying back from somewhere, I wrote that. Go listen to that sermon sometime. God is gathering his misfits for spiritual war. It's a good one. There you go. But you're right about one thing. We are misfits. We we are misfits. We don't fit in with the world. We're not supposed to. Did you know that that people aren't supposed to like what you preach? When a pastor goes out and preaches in the world, the world is not supposed to like it. They're not supposed to like it. Why would they? says here, that's the verse that that lady tried to use against me. Make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man thou shalt not go. That's talking about sinful anger. Can't get along with anybody. Can't deal with anybody. Can't function. But Jesus said, or James said, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But it giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up.
So Black calls us uh, Jason Cooley and his band of misfits, who he said mostly stood on the public sidewalk outside the event Sunday afternoon. The couple who scared Larson were in their car on school property, but Black said they returned to the rest of the group when asked. Hold the phone. I'm going to show you the video of those people coming over to us. They were not with us. We didn't even know those people. I'm going to show you the video of them pulling up or them being there. They're not with us. Look, if somebody's a member of Old Paz Baptist Church, I will claim them as a member of Old Paz Baptist Church as being with us. That couple stopped and talked to a couple of our men, but we don't know them. They weren't with me. I purposely set us up back from the event. I always do. My modus operandi is to always set up first, back, farther. And then if my rights are violated and they try to stop the preaching, then I move forward. So we didn't intimidate those people. They just admitted what intimidated them. It wasn't the preaching of God's word back there. They said it was that car that pulled up there. Well, they weren't with us. We don't operate that way. They stopped and talked to us. That's fine. I don't know who they are. They said they were just praying for those people. That's what they told us. But I don't know who those people are. Everybody that was with me was in my van. I'll show you that, right? Let's see. I think it's right here. Yeah. Now, here's where it is right here. You'll see their van. That or their vehicle, I mean. This is their vehicle right here. We're preaching, minding our own business from that standpoint. We're not up there with those people. We're not up at the sidewalk. I mean, up at the the entry of the building. Right? This is when some beta male walked by and cussed me out. And then I said, why don't you have a conversation? You don't have to be a... You don't have to be a... An effeminate man and follow your wife down the sidewalk. If you're going to cuss us out, why can't you have a conversation? Okay. You want to talk about intimidating? Let me show you something. I can't even play this. I can't. I'll talk through it because I can't play it because it's that filthy and Andrew didn't get a chance to. But we're leaving an event here, and these LGBTQ people are trying to follow us to our vehicle. They're being aggressive, right? So they're trying to they're trying to follow us as we turn around and walk away and leave. They're trying to follow us. That's what they're doing. I was like, just go over there. You don't have to follow. I'm not turning around and turning my back on you. And the reason I wouldn't turn my back on them is because they're backstabbers and they'll hit you. 
happened before, believe me. So I get the rest of our guys. We take off. I told the police, look, we want to walk away. We don't want them following. And no, we're not afraid of them. We don't want a confrontation with them. So then they can accuse us. So the police said, okay, we'll escort you down there so there's no confrontation between you. Now, here we go. This transgender comes by. Ma'am. Remember ma'am? Ma'am comes by, follows us from the event down there, follows me to my vehicle, right? Follows me to my vehicle and threatens me. I can't play the volume of what he said. It's on YouTube though. If you want to watch the video, you go right there on, on our YouTube page, Angry Transgender Threatens and Follows OPBC Preachers to Their Vehicle. You can, you can watch it, okay? But I'll just show you. I told him, I said, look, if you're trying to figure out where I'm from, I'll give you my address. 1030 Highway 3 South, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. That's where our church meets. You can find me there. Right? That's where I am. So what did he say to me? He said, he said, I'm not hard to find either. Why don't you meet me somewhere alone? I said, why would I do that? And we'll see how tough you are or whatever. I said, why would I want to do that? He goes, then he changed his speech. He goes, oh, you, you'd probably hit a lady, wouldn't you? And Jacob looked at him and goes, Jacob looked at him and goes, you don't have to worry about, we don't have to worry about that because you're not a lady. Basically threatened us. They just know Christians, real Christians, aren't going to fight them. Right? They just know that. So because they know that, they just threaten us and follow us and attempt to... I mean, when we were at uh, the Pride event, we got, we, got, uh, we got jumped by dudes in togas with staffs in their hand from the Temple of Diana or some weird place. I don't know where they're from. She, uh, tried to, we weren't running, but they basically followed us down the sidewalk with staffs in their hand, and they were going to hit us. And one guy did punch somebody. So let's who these people are. They're the violent ones while they try to make you think that, they try to, they try to make you think you're violent. They're violent. Okay. 
So that's just one. So the, this car right here, whoever this is, they said they were praying with them. They did, we didn't intimidate anybody. We weren't even with that that person. They said, oh, they went back. He said, Black said, oh, they went back with the rest of the group. That's They weren't with us. I don't know who that was. I have no idea who those people are. So he goes he goes on to say they were flanking the driveway entrance to the school, he said. And they've upgraded their speaker systems. They are very, very loud now. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. We'll actually need to take that into consideration for our future events. Yep. You know, it's interesting. The protesters. The band of misfits, right? Isn't that nice? Here's how the reporter uh, allows us to be described without even a a comment from us at all. The protesters did not say for the entirety of the event, which started at 3 p.m., leaving with an hour of the event starting. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't there to, I mean, I wasn't there to camp out. I've got stuff to do. I've got work to do. Right? The protesters did not stay, right? Again, not the members of old, not the evangelists, not the pastors, not the preachers, not the street preachers, the street evangelists, but no, just the protesters. Inside the school, children, parents, and educators. Educators, huh? Huh. Was that with the public school system? Are they public school educators? Is that what they are? And other members of the group were playing games of bingo and doing arts and crafts, taking pictures at a sparkly photo booth with rainbow streamers and enjoying the free snacks. There were also community resource running a few booths, providing education about mental health and crisis intervention. The event was at the middle school for logistical reasons, not for any affiliation. This is completely separate from the school, said Rainbow Tana. Youth and Family Committee Chair Alex Seifert. We're here at the school because we can rent it. Good. I'll have to look and see if I can rent it. I mean, hey, if they can rent it, then I should be able to rent it, right? Okay, good. We're going to see if we can rent it. Right, the Owasana School District allows groups and individuals to rent their community spaces so long as they adhere to their basic guidelines such as having insurance and not supplying alcohol. No problem.
Black feels that he has gotten to know the group of provocateurs. Well, let's look at the definition of a provocateur, shall we? An agent provocateur. A person who commits or acts to entice. Right? Let's look at the word. To provoke. Well, we're there to provoke, to love, and to good works, right? To Christians. The Bible uses the word provoke. Bible talks about provoking 42 times. It says, fathers, provoke not your children to anger. Right? So, their assumption is, though, is that we are there just to provoke people to anger. Bible says you're to provoke to love and to good works. How do you do that? By showing them the truth. Right? So they're provocateurs. Well, who are we provocateurs for? Exactly. Especially after they're running an Owatonna of pride, he said. Yeah. Well, I remember Owatonna of pride. I remember that. I remember when they had, when they covered up having, uh, when they covered up um, working in front of little kids and they wouldn't let our cameras in to see it. I remember that. Right? I remember that. This is the event that he's talking about right here. Right? When they tried to block us out so we couldn't, we couldn't really record what they were doing, right? Because that's what's going on right here inside there and they don't want us to see it. Right? Remember that? I remember that. 
Who's the provocateurs, though? Well, I kind of think they are. Aren't they? He said, I've gotten to know the group of provocateurs fairly well in recent history, especially after their run-in at Owatonna Pride. He said Sunday's rhetoric was the same as usual. I mean, there's some concern for safety and people's anxiety with this unknown. I've been preaching in the public for 10 years. Longer than that, since 2013, maybe. 11 years. People know exactly where we stand and what we do. But a lot of folks have never experienced anything like that. But in an odd way, it's kind of affirming the need for this kind of work. Old Paz Baptist Church, the group hails from Old Paz Baptist Church, a Northfield-based church that operates out of a strip mall between a barbershop and a nail salon. But sounds like he wanted to give our location away, doesn't it? Well, that's okay. We're easy to find. You can find us. I just gave you the address a few minutes ago. I give it every broadcast, so we're not hard to find. It says here a group hails from the group hails from Old Pass Baptist Church, a Northfield-based church that operates out of a strip mall between a barbershop and nail salon. Cooley leads the congregation and runs both YouTube and Rumble channels where he posts videos of his sermons. And my broadcasts. And and street preaching. Right? See, they don't like bold men. They like being bold to have drag queens come inside the park where little kids are and twerk in front of them. They're bold, right? So I figured I'd be bold. Like when this guy's walking down the street. If they're bold enough to have drag queens twerk in front of kids in the park, when this guy cussed me out and walked by and was angry because we don't support the murder of babies, he got mad. This is what I did, because I like being bold, too. Dad tried to kill the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Glory. The Bible says there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Jesus Christ said, marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. You must be transformed. You must be transformed, not from male to female, female to male. You need to be transformed and made a new creation. In What do you want to talk about? I don't care. Well, let's talk. What are you so offended by? Uh, well... What are you so offended by? You guys think you're the holiest people on earth and you're probably about this far from devil. Well, you sound like you have a dirty mouth. Why? Why do you talk that way? Why do you talk that way? Why are why are you mad? Because we don't want to kill babies, so that makes you mad? No, I want people to have freedom. I want Oh, so you want them to have the freedom to murder a baby? Freedom to murder a baby. That's what you want. It's not your baby, it's her. Oh, I'm not Oh, it's not your baby. Why do you care? Hey, remember that whole, whole thing about uh, uh, love your neighbor as yourself? So who's speaking up for the little, the little neighbor? My little neighbor, huh? Who's speaking up for my little neighbor that they want to murder? Right? 
Who's speaking up for my little neighbor that doesn't have a voice? But I'm not supposed to care? I'm supposed to not care? Just like I'm anti-war and I don't want you bombing little brown kids over overseas? Right? And I care about those kids too? And I don't want them to die either? Freedom to murder a baby. That's what you want. It's not your baby. It's her. Oh, I'm not supposed to care about you. Mur- I'm not supposed to care about you murdering a baby. I'm not murdering anybody. A woman murdering her own baby. I'm not supposed to care. It's a woman having her own choice. It's not her life. It is to her. It's life. a baby's life. No, ain't. It's a woman's the body life. that's in her body is not her body. You guys. So you want to kill babies? You're not even a man. You're a coward. You're a little coward is what you are. You're a murdering little coward is what you are. Go follow your woman. Yeah, so do I. I have eight children, too, that I didn't murder through human abortion. You little wimp. You're a murderer is what you are. You're a coward and a murderer. You'd be willing to murder babies. You're sick. You're sick. Really? Because I'm blessed by God. And what are you? You're not even a man. You're not even a man. I can guarantee you. You're not a man. You're you're not a man. You're not even a real man. You act because you want to murder babies. You're supposed to defend human life, not kill it. Yeah. You want to kill. You're not a man. You're a coward. Go follow your woman. She's coming back to tell you what to do. What am I? You're an effeminate man. You're an effeminate man. You're like a little woman, like a that that is dressed like a man. That's what you are. Oh, and you're a pedophile. Yeah, you're. I am. I'm not the one that kills babies, right? That's you. You support the murder of babies, you coward. You're a coward. You're a typical American coward. You can't even be a man. You murder babies. You're for the murdering of babies. And all you can do is drop F-bombs because you can't have an intelligent conversation because you're an effeminate man. That's what you are. Effeminate man. That's what you are. That's exactly what you are. An effeminate man. Okay, but, whoa, whoa, dial back down, bro, whoa. Why get so excited? I don't know, because he walked by. Right? Because he walked by and cussed us out, and I wanted to get to the bottom of why are you so angry? Like, why are you cussing us out? Why are you mad? Well, I'm mad because you won't let women murder babies in peace. You get it? I go back, preacher. Don't get so excited. Look, they're only killing 4,000 a day in America. Why get so excited? Why are you so angry? Why don't you just, why don't you just take your fluoride, take your vax, why don't you just why don't you just chill out and enjoy life? Why do you got to be so angry? Why do you have to have so much hate? Why can't you let why can't you let grown men that are dressed like women twerk in front of your little kids in a park? Why can't you do that? Why can't you be nice like them to pervert children? See? See?
Why can't you? Why can't you just let them have their way and their perversion? Right? Why can't you? Why can't you just let them go and do what they want to do? Don't push back with the truth. Don't push back with the gospel. Right? So they're allowed to do what they want to do, but I'm supposed to shut up. I'm supposed to tone it down. When the most innocent of life is being murdered. The most innocent of human life is being murdered and you want me to be quiet. Right? They want us to tone it down a little bit. Don't get so excited. Don't tell that man that you're not, you're not even being a man. Bible says they're worse than an infidel. If you don't confront this on the streets, if it's not confronted, if people are, if it's not pushed back against, it'll be accepted. All of it will be accepted. You're going to wake up someday and go into your Baptist church and it's going to be full of trannies. It's going to be full of, it's going to be full of homos. It's going to be full of uh, a baby murders. Why do you think the churches don't have any children now? You go to some of the churches here. You go to the, I guarantee you, we have more children in our church than most large churches do. Large churches. And we're a small one. And we have more children. There's, there's three women with child right now in our church. And it's like that pretty much every year. There's at least three. Right? At least three. So they quoted me. In one of his videos on Rumble, he zooms into a sign that reads, Jesus said to love one another. There are no exceptions. Which enticed him to speak up, speak about his experience at Owatonna Pride. I guess they quoted me here. My goal is to completely expose those devils for who they are, he said in the video. They are devil-possessed predators. It makes you want to cry. End quote. Amen. No problem owning that statement. I own it. Definitely. Definitely, I own it. I do believe that. You really believe that these people are... Right? You really believe these people are possessed with devils? Oh, man. I'm telling you what. Like... I absolutely believe it. Like, yeah, I mean, I believe these people snort devils. 
I believe like they snort devils like white men in business suits snort cocaine. That's what I believe that these people do. Oh, yeah. They are filled with devils. You believe they're you believe these people are devil possessed? Did Timothy Leary do LSD? Of course they are. He then goes on to show a clip of a confrontation with an elderly man. You like how they said it? Of an elderly man. At Owatonna Pride. Whose wife tried to stop the confrontation before it got out of hand. In the video, Cooley calls the elderly man a beta for having let that woman tell you to be quiet. End quote. Amen! Amen! Absolutely. Absolutely, because I see it wherever I go. The women walk up and they're brassy and they're bold and they're loudmouth and stubborn and the men are Minnesota mice. You've heard of Minnesota nice? Oh no, you should hear about the men of Minnesota. The bulk of the men of Minnesota are Minnesota mice. The bulk of the men in Minnesota, again, let me quote that. Minnesota mice. They're squeaky little mice that are afraid to stand up and be men and to lead their families. They're like Minnesota mice. Just little mice squeaking along. They're like this when they when they walk by. That's what they sound like when they walk by you. And then their wives are like, blankety blank, this you blankety blank, blankety blank, blankety blankety blank, 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 blankety blank. And they're like yelling at you, screaming at you. Kiss my blankety 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 blankety. Like fires literally coming out of their nostrils and out of their out of their mouth. And the men are like, that's what the men are like and the women are like these ferocious jezosauruses screaming at you ready to eat you and hands down the men always listen to their woman come on let's go It happens so much. Happens so all the time. 
The men are Minnesota mice. That's my new term for them. Minnesota mice. Yep, perfect. So I called that poor elderly man that was minding his own business. I just pointed that man out. No, that man came up and talked to me. Right? And they come up and talk to me, and then their wives and their women want to interrupt them and not let them talk. Right? Right. That's what happens. So they get angry. And he's singling out the fact that I said guy's a beta right right Remember this? Right, right here. You the head of your wife? Romar, are you, Romar, are you the head of your wife? I like to think that we're equal. Are you the head of your wife? I am, I am a, I, no, no, no. I'm an alpha. Uh-uh, not if you think you and your wife are equal. Beta! Oh, because i tell you why. Beta! Romar, are you the head of your wife? I like to think that we're equal. Are you the head? Beta. I am. I am a. I, no. 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 I'm an alpha. Uh. Uh-uh, not if you think you and your wife are equal. Beta. Oh, because I tell you why. Beta. Romar, are you? <laughs> beta. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. Cooley calls the elderly man a beta. For having let that woman tell you to be quiet. So see it see his little hit piece. Doesn't give the context of the actual conversation. Is this really reporting? Is this journalism? Is that really what it is? So I'm just curious, do you think Cole's actually a coward? Like he's too cowardly to call me and have a conversation? Because I think it's rather interesting that he does his hit piece and then doesn't doesn't even respond or doesn't even get a hold of us.
On Sunday, he and about a dozen members of his congregation held signs protesting the LGBTQ plus community outside the middle school prior to the Rainbow Tana event. Some of the signs were explicit and graphic. Oh, yeah, what were they? Um, well, let's look at the signs. We. The Bible says, except you repent, ye. Oh, I love that bounce off there. You shall all likewise perish. That's right, except you repent. You shall all likewise perish. We're here today to warn you to flee from the wrath to come. For it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment that is a judgment upon sin that is in the lake of fire for all of eternity the bible has warned you marvel not that you must be born again marvel not that you must be born again that you must believe on the name of the lord jesus christ to be saved that there is none other name given among heaven whereby we must be saved that is the only name, the name of Jesus. And I'm here to tell you that you are a sinner and you are guilty before God, dead in trespasses and sins. And God hath commanded all men everywhere to repent. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Sin is the transgression of the law of God. And the Bible says that all unrighteousness is sin. And for the wages of sin is death. You better think about your soul. The Bible talks about sexual perversion. It talks about the perversion of youth. It talks about that a millstone should be hung about their neck and then cast into the deepest sea. That's right. That's the judgment of God. God hates that sin. God hates that. He hates the hands that shed innocent blood through human abortion. That's right, God hates that. And God hath commanded you to repent, to think about your soul, that you are not right with God. How could any town, how could any school, how could any group come together and decide it's a great idea to focus on sexualizing children, on sexualizing children with games? Sounds like the same games that were played by psychologists, friends of Aleister Crowley and other Satanists that were out there at the time. That's right. Games that were played by men like Kinsey who would play those games, psychological games with children. That's right. Wicked, vile, and disgusting things. Just look up the Kinsey report and you'll see exactly what it was. A bunch of perverts a bunch of wicked psychology to take games and attribute those to sexualization of children. It is wicked. It is vile. It is satanic. And God hates it. God hates it. What was taboo before is mainstream in Babylon today. It is mainstream in Babylon. 
This is Babylon. This is a wicked place. This is a wicked nation. It is a nation that must, that its inhabitants must repent because God is going to judge it. And God is going to judge you for your sin. You are not exempt from that. You will stand before God. The Bible warns of that. It warns us that the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I hope it bounces through the wall. I hope it doesn't bounce off the walls. I hope it goes through the walls to get into your thick head and your heart that you are vile in the sight of God to do that to children. You are vile in God's sight. And you know what? God sent, sent us to preach the gospel to warn you to flee from the wrath to come. To warn you that there is judgment coming upon all men, and that includes you, that you must repent. You must think about your never dying soul. You must think of the fact that you are going to stand before God. You might escape man's judgment, but you'll never escape God's judgment. You will answer to God one day. You will stand before him. Oh, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It is a fearful thing to fall into God's hands in judgment. Oh, that you would fall into the hands of the lamb that was slain for you, that died on the cross for your sins, that was buried and rose again from the dead, that in him you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The Bible says that he came unto his own and his own received him not, but to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even them that believe on his name. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That is God's promise. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The Bible says, He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. That's right, the wrath of God abides on you today without the saving grace of Jesus Christ to forgive your sins. My friend, you better think about it. And you that would pervert children, you better think about it that you are going to stand before God and you are going to be judged by him. And by the way, you're judged already because you've rejected the only begotten son of God. Amen. You are judged already because of your sin. Your sin has separated you from your God. Your sin has separated you. And the only way that you can be reconciled is by faith in Jesus Christ alone. For God hath commanded you to repent. That's turn, turn. For why will you die in your sins? Why will you die in your sins? You know what gets this town excited? Perverted things. They like perverted things for some reason. They've got a sick, twisted heart. And they, these people that enjoy these things, they like these things. But you know what? Another thing that gets them excited, 
is their love to abort babies. Their love to murder babies. I had a man stand on this sidewalk and argue with me, and I say that he's a male. He's not much of a, of a strong man, but he acted more like a woman. But he sat there with his sassy little attitude, and he got angry with me with his little sassy attitude as he was chasing his wife down the sidewalk as she was leading him like is normal for America today. And anyway, as she was doing that, he was telling me that I believe in freedom. So he believed in freedom to murder babies. He, had, he believed in freedom to end human life, to put to death human life. By the way, that is synonymous with LGBTQ. See, they can't produce life, so they have to recruit. They're recruiters. This event today is nothing but a recruiting event. It, they're recruiters because they can't. No one is born gay. No one is born a, a, a sodomite. No one is born a sex pervert. You're not born wanting to be a different gender than the one that, you're, that you were created to be. No, you're recruited to do that. You are conditioned to do that. You are conditioned by Marxist perverts, satanic Marxist perverts to do that. That's what happens. And that's how you become that way. And that's how you're to be, you're led that way because that's exactly what they do. See, they're not born that way. You're born with natural affection. You're born with normally wanting one day to be married to the opposite sex and have children. That's how you're born. That's a normal, that's a normal life. But see, someone has to recruit you to be that way. Someone has to influence you to be that way. Someone has to try to change you to be that way. And that's what they do. They're recruiters. And that's why they're here doing it at a school. Duh. Think about it. They're coming doing a government indoctrination center that I have to pay a lot of money for, by the way, for them to come here and have planned events uh, so they can pervert the minds of children. That's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly, now put it in perspective. Literally, they're just houses of indoctrination into Marxist perversion, statism and Marxist perversion. That's all they're doing. And then they say, oh, by the way, you're gonna pay for this while they pervert children, while they do what they do. See, that's what they do. That's their plan. And not too many people, everybody, most men today are too busy watching men run up and down the street, run up and down a football field in tights with some pigskin throwing it around and screaming for their favorite, for their favorite football team to realize what's going on around them. To realize people are trying to pervert their children right here in a school that they send children to. I don't know why, I haven't figured that out yet, why they think it's a good idea to send them here. Uh, but anyway, they send them here, right? And that's exactly what they do. They're perverting them. That's what they do. They're indoctrinating them and they're perverting them. And that's what this group is doing. That's what they're here to do today. And they want to, ident they want to identify their LGBTQ stuff with games and children. Why? It's called a psychological operation. Let me help you out. It's satanic to the core, but let me help you out with it. Games, they, games, children love games. LGBTQ, now games, children, fun games. Now children love LGBTQ. See how that works? It's called psychological operations. It's called they're a bunch of satanic perverts. And that's what they're doing. It's not hard to see for people that have eyes to see it and a heart to receive it. You know what? 
The entire town should be covering this sidewalk up and down right now. They should be appalled at it, but they can't stand. You know why these men can't stand here and they're too afraid to stand in this town? Because their lives are filled with sin and wickedness. They're watching pornography, they're drinking booze, they're partying, they're running around. So they can't be sober-minded and they can't come out and stand up for what is right because they need to be changed by the gospel. They need to be saved and then there'll be real men that actually protect children instead of allow them to be molested and allow them to be taught perversion and wickedness to change the course of their lives forever. These same LGBTQ people, they want they want doctors to go in. Yeah, they want to they want to go take your children to a doctor from the government indoctrination center. They want to take them from the public school into a doctor's office and chop their genitals off and give them drugs to change them forever. Wow, you mean they actually want to go from here to school and their counselors, their indoctrination counselors, want to indoctrinate them into perversion and then without parents' permission, want to take them to a doctor, feed them full of drugs, and chop off their genitals. Yeah. Wow, and you guys can't figure that out. Sad state of affairs. But go ahead and throw your football around and talk about how cool it is to have some whore like Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. Or how you're appalled that the Super Bowl is being consumed by Taylor Swift. You know what that is? Nonsense. It's all foolishness. It's all foolishness and nonsense. Distraction. Foolishness. Nonsense. And people that do this ought to be ashamed of themselves, but they have a horse, a horse forehead. What's that? Oh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. They'll murder their own sons and daughters, let alone take them into indoctrination centers for LGBTQ pervert recruiters to change them forever. If they don't kill them, then they'll take them inside there and let them recruit them and change them forever and ruin them. Why? Because they're depraved. Why are you doing this? The same reason why anybody sins, because they're fallen in nature and they're sinners and they're guilty before God and they're dead in trespasses and sins. And the only thing that can change them is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The only thing that can change them is repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Because any man outside of Jesus Christ is capable of any wickedness and perversion, except you repent and get a new heart because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's right. That's what the gospel is. It's a change of life. It's Jesus that changes them. It's, you get a new life with Christ. He changes you and makes you a new creature. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what happens. If you get saved by the grace of God, you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you won't be conformed to this world, but you'll be supernaturally changed by the Spirit of Almighty God. Except you repent. At least someone, thank God, there's still some men left in this country. There's still some men left around here that are willing to come out and plead with you that you should repent that you should believe the gospel, that you should stop 
you should stop sanctioning the, the chopping off of children's genitals and giving children uh, drugs and testosterone and estrogen and everything else to change them and alter their lives forever. At least there's some men that will stand up and say enough is enough and, and preach the Bible to you and warn you to flee from the wrath to come. To warn you that except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. That except you repent. Amen. I'll stop there because I got to finish this up. But man, that was pretty good. Praise the Lord. Uh, all right. Okay, so he says, so Black goes on to say they come in as provocateurs trying to get people upset so that you do something that either violates their rights or otherwise gives them cause to sue you. Okay, I have never sued anybody. The only people that we've, or the only organizations that we've ever went against in violating our rights is the police. We don't sue people. And we've never even sued the police. We don't sue people. I've never sued anybody. So that's just, it's just a lie. It's a fabrication. Navigating new waters. Black is also a member of the clergy and will soon be ordained as an Episcopal pastor. He said that Cooley's mission isn't rooted in the Bible. I've been dealing with people like this since I came out 25 years ago, he said. It's not a problem for me to deal with them. I know the game. I know what's going on. I know the Bible better than they will ever know it. It's not really even about the Bible, though. For them, it's about power. It's a scam. It's insignificant. Unaccomplished people trying to feel important and meaningful in the world. Okay. Well, whatever the world says is successful, God says the opposite. As far as the way they measure success, that is. He said it's insignificant, unaccomplished people trying to feel important and meaningful in the world. Really? It's not about the Bible. Well, why in the world is our whole church built upon the Bible? And why in the world have people not been members of Old Paz Baptist Church? Because we stand against sin. Because we stand for ev public evangelism. Because we've stood up against fornication. Because we've had people, because I've had so many hate coolie videos done about me because of our stand of the scriptures and our unwillingness to bend in those areas. It doesn't make us any money. It doesn't make us any better off. It doesn't, it doesn't make my life any easier. It's called obedience to the word of God. It's called following the scriptures. He said the word homosexuality didn't exist before the late 1800s while the Christian Holy Bible was written around the first and second centuries. So what is he doing? He's first of all, it doesn't matter what it's called. It's the same argument that people say. See, it's not called a Christmas tree in Jeremiah 10. Well, you're doing the same thing. You're pulling a tree out of the forest. You're decking it with gold, silver and gold. You're doing the same thing. Well, what does the Bible says? Say, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. What's effeminate? Having qualities of the female sex. 
womanish, weak, resembling the practice or qualities of the sex as an effeminate piece. Womanlike. A man that is being unmanly. To be womanish. Abusers of themselves with mankind. Those are homosexuals. Sodomites. The Bible calls them sodomites. Look. Genesis 13, 13. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. One, two, three, four, right? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen words. Genesis 13, 13. Rebellion. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round, both old and young, and all the people from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. That's what that woman tried to say. Oh, that's because they were having orgies. Now, that's because the Bible says the men of Sodom were wicked before the Lord. And then Romans, chapter 1. For the wrath of God is revealed unto heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men which hold the truth and unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him that creation... From the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. But became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, into birds, into four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up unto uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. God calls what homosexuality is, is vile affections. See, Black thinks he knows the Bible. He doesn't know the Bible. He's a liar. He probably does know it, but he's lying about it. He knows it's a sin, and he's lying. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did, did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural, the use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly. Again, another reference to that, unseemly. Look at that. It says charity, it says doth not behave itself unseemly. 
that's homosexuality. It's unseemly. And receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. You see, they're without natural affection. That's homosexuality. It's the transgender, effeminate, transgender. It's, it's all of those things. And the Bible spells it out plainly, and they know it. He said, Black said groups such as the one he encountered this weekend target the most vulnerable minorities, such as LGBTQ plus teenagers, because they're less likely to push back and easier to make into a scapegoat for all society ills. It's not true. We preach, out of the, we preach outside of the Twin Cities Pride event. Right? We preached outside of there. Those aren't just, those aren't children. Those are men and women of all ages. He also feels it contributes to the self-doubt about who the children feel they are inside. Well, they should doubt the fact that what they're being taught is foolishness. That if they were born a man, they're a man. If they're born a woman, they're a woman. And that the Bible speaks of natural affection. Not to, that you don't leave the natural use out of that which is against nature. Right? They should believe that that's abnormal, that there's something wrong with it. There is. But God can change their heart and make them a new creature. So they'll love the skin that God gave them. They'll be at peace. Before coming out, Black spent years reading the arguments of anti-LGBTQ and pro-LGBTQ pastors and philosophers. While he suggests those being targeted by Cooley do not engage, he also said this education was important in building his own confidence. Black was kicked out by his parents when he came out as gay to them as a teenager in Oklahoma. But he said his research was why he knew God loved him. Really? Well, let me show you. God calls it wicked. It says the men of Sodom were wicked before the Lord. The Bible says that God is angry. Psalm 711, God judges the righteous and God is angry with the wicked every day. Bible, uh, Psalm 5-5. Psalm 5-5. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. God does hate. The God they're describing is Lucifer. But he doesn't love them either. It's Satan and he doesn't love them either. We're here to learn how to coexist, to love each other, and to make the world a better place for everybody, he said. Seifert said the harassment will always get worse as people try and make things better. No, it's not making things better. They target the children. They targeted the most young, youngest children. But see, they're witches. And just like Black, witchcraft. He preaches witchcraft. That's what he is. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's like a witch. He's an Episcopalian 
apostate preacher. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Here in the community, I've seen an uptick in anti-LGBTQ rhetoric, just as we've become more prevalent, she said. But that's going to happen. They're not going to start pushing back until you start pushing forward. Right. And we will always peacefully be there to resist your tyranny, to resist your lies, to resist your perversion of children, and to uh, resist your overall sinful wickedness, to preach against it. No, we go to the outside of bars, and we preach outside of bars. We preach outside of concerts. We preach outside of nightclubs. We preach outside of of, uh, sporting events. It's not just LGBTQ events. Wherever sinners are, we preach the gospel as ambassadors of reconciliation. Right? Reconciliation is eight times in the Bible. How about that? Eight times. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. What does that word mean? The act of reconciling parties at variance. Renewal of friendship after a disagreement or enmity. You are the enemies of God. But we are ministers of reconciliation. That's why we go out to all these places. Yes, you are the enemy of God. And no, you're not good enough before God's eyes. And neither am I good enough. All men are sinners and guilty before God. And they must be reconciled. And the terms of those reconciliation is repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. You must be born again. You must be forgiven of your sins. You must lay down your rebellion against God. You are guilty before God, dead in trespasses and sins. All things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. What does that mean? It means very plainly what Jesus said. They say, well, my Jesus and my God. Well, let me show you what your God says and Jesus says. Very plainly. Jesus said, I tell you, nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. He said it again, nay, I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. You are guilty before God. The Bible says that the law must be preached. Right? 
Romans 3.19 says, Now we know what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Guilty before God. Homosexuals, sodomites, transgenders, drunks, alcoholics, murderers, abortionists, all of you. you, Sinners are guilty before God. And that's you, personally guilty before God. That every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. All the world. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You got to be forgiven of your sins. The Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you get saved, your life is going to change. You're going to be different. You're going to want what God wants for your life. You're going to obey the Lord. You're going, to, you're, you're going to be turned from sin, and you're going to walk with Christ in a new life. And he's going to change you. I've had homosexuals tell me that before. I don't want to get saved. I witnessed to one for months, one time. And he said to me, I, I, I know that I, I don't want to stop living the way I'm living. And I know that if I got saved, I, I'd have to stop living this way. And he was admitting that he didn't want to change. He wanted to live in his sin. That's what he wanted. He wanted to live in his sin. He admitted it. That's right. Hannah's spiritual birthday today, 24 years ago today, she was saved by the grace of God. Coming up March 12th will be see 22 years from marvel not that you must be born again friend i don't care if you sit in a church pew or you're sitting in a church pew or you're or you're or a sodomite doesn't matter you must be born again your sins must be forgiven you, you must be cleansed of your unrighteousness you must be made whole that's by the gospel of jesus christ that's it way my lord knows the way through the wilderness all i have to do is follow my lord knows the way through the wilderness all i have to do is follow Strength for today is mine all the way. And Yeah. Mm-hmm.
right, everybody. God bless you. I hope you learned something here, and hopefully the Owatonna Press uh, will learn something. It's too bad that uh, they didn't try to contact us at all, but that's the world for you. They're not going to love the church. But guess what? They like Nathan Black, right? They like him. They like his LGBTQ church. Why is that? Because it's not offensive to the world. That's why. The world's okay with it. It's not offensive at all. What's offensive? The gospel. Jesus. He's offensive. The word of God's offensive. You can have a Bible, but if you actually believe it's the word of God, that's offensive. If you actually live by it, that's offensive. It sure is. It's supposed to be. It's meant to be. All right, everybody. If you would like to, uh, pr- number one, pray for us. Pray for our ministry. Number two, if you'd like to give to our ministry, go to oldpazbaptistchurch.org. Click on the donate button right there. And boom, there you go. You can use a credit card. You can use uh, whatever you like. Donate with a debit or a credit card. You can do that there. Uh, or you can scroll down the page. There is PayPal, Venmo, or Apple Pay. You can give in any one of those ways right there. Or you can go to our sermonaudio.com slash Pastor Cooley page. Scroll down to the bottom of the screen there. And it is Old Paz Baptist Church. Meeting at 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. And you can give through that way. You can mail us something if you'd like. Or if you have any questions, you can always email me at salvationpreacher at gmail.com or pastorcooley at icloud.com. You can reach us at any of those places. All right, everybody. God bless you. All right. We'll see you um, Friday, 2 p.m. Central Time. Friday, 2 p.m. Central Time. All right. Well, hopefully that'll be, uh, you'll be able to tune in then, and uh, God bless you all. Take care. Tonight's message, I'll be preaching at 7.30, 7.45 p.m. Central Time, back in the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, and verse number 1, starting with Ephesians, chapter 3. Take care. <laughs>